So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, now that we go to your word, I pray that you'd speak clearly and uh, very specifically, very tailor-made to every situation in the room. I'm praying for a word from heaven, an idea, a phrase, a sentence, a scripture that would help us as we move forward in our lives. Thank you for this great church, what you're doing in us, what you're doing through us, and what you're doing for us. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, brother. So from the beginning of time, God said it is not good for man to be alone. This was God's cry. This was the first time in the book of Genesis that God said something was not good. This was uh, before sin entered the world. It was before uh, the serpent uh, deceived Adam and Eve. But God looked at Adam all by himself and said, this is not good. It's not good for you to be alone. This is not a scripture, by the way, about marriage. It's a scripture about life. That God Almighty, who is the Godhead, the Bible calls him, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in perfect unity, in perfect community, now desires that same unity and community for us. And that's why when God saves us, he saves us into the body of Christ. He saves us into the church. He saves us into the family of God. And when you get saved, you get God as father, but now you get brothers and sisters in the Lord. And so this is God's desire. It is not good for you to be alone. It is not good for you to be isolated. It is not good for you to try to do this on your own. Quite frankly, you can't do it on your own. We are better with others. We are better together. And this is God's plan for us. We are currently moving. You are currently moving. I am currently moving at the speed of my relationships. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you want to know what you're going to look like and what your life is going to look like in five years, just look at the five closest people in your life. Look at your circle because your circle is an indication of where you're going. Your closest relationships are an indication of where you're going. You hang around the wrong crowd and you will eventually connect with the wrong people in the wrong place and it will take your life down a road that you do not want to go. That's why the Apostle Paul said that bad company would corrupt even good morals. You love Jesus, you're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost in church, but if if your consistent circle is going in the wrong direction, this can only last so long. Yeah. So I need, I need friends who are unsaved. I need friends who don't know Jesus. I need people in my life that I am being salt and light to, but my closest people need to have my same values going in the same direction. I'll take an amen right there. And so relationships are an elevator. They're taking you up. They're taking you down, but they're taking you somewhere. So show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Now I want to look at Matthew 22, verse 36, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it, or, and the second is just as important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus talks about a love for God, a love for yourself, and we'll define that tonight, and a love for your neighbor. And he says, all of the law and the prophets, every commandment, every scripture, every promise, every 
Every commandment that the prophets gave, every commandment that Moses gave, every commandment that Jesus would give, they all hang on this idea of loving God, myself, and my neighbor. That if I get that wrong, I'll get the Bible wrong. When you separate the scripture from love, you will always pervert the scripture. That's where controlling comes from. That's where manipulation comes from. That's where violence in the name of Jesus comes from, like the crusaders or these crazy uh, you know, cults that end up picketing things and are, are wild and, and, and mean and hateful. And they've, they've separated the love of God from God's word. And the moment you do that, is the moment that you absolutely miss the heart of Jesus. If my relationship with Jesus isn't showing up in my relationship with people, I got the wrong Jesus. Yeah, I got the wrong Jesus. And so I wanna talk today about the foundations to healthy relationships, the foundations to healthy relationships. Uh, The key to healthy relationships, healthy friendships, healthy marriages, healthy parenting, is that you first become healthy. Yeah? Maybe your husband isn't the issue. Maybe your, maybe your wife isn't the problem. Well, may, may, maybe it's not Vegas, and Vegas is drama, and maybe... Pastor, I sure love this church. I've been to 28 churches in this city. You're different. No, I'm not. And if you've been to 28 churches in this city, you don't like any of them. You are the common denominator. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm just like everybody else. I'm jacked up and need Jesus like every other pastor in this city. Amen. I'm not calling pastors jacked up. I'm just saying I'm jacked up. Okay, that came out wrong. Okay, so, 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 so. From this place of spiritual, emotional, mental health, you can now build healthy relationships. But it actually starts with you. Everyone say, it starts with me. So look at Matthew 20, uh, excuse me, 12, 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Yeah, yeah, the, the good man out of the good treasure, what comes in will come out. Someone told me they're, they're healthier than me and they eat healthier than me. And they said, Jabin, you feel today like you ate yesterday. You, excuse me, you feel today what you ate yesterday. Yeah, and everyone who's ever experienced a hangover can say amen. Y'all know, I don't know if you can say amen to that in church, but can you admit that you've had a hangover before? But, but if you have, it's, <laughs> one person's like, that one this morning, pastor. Praise the Lord, okay. You're not, you're not drunk anymore, but you're feeling the effects of what you put in yesterday. Come on, that, that double-double at 11 p.m. feels good in the moment, but at 6 a.m., it feels like you have the flu. You're like, is this Ebola? What happened? No, it just, you feel today like what you ate yesterday. The, the, uh, now, I ain't talking about food tonight. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So my inner life is dictating my public life. My inner, my inner life is dictating my relationships. 
I am more responsible for my relationships than I want to take responsibility for because I want to blame it on everybody else. But in reality, the good man out of the good treasure will bring forth good things. So does this always guarantee healthy relationships or does this mean we'll never have issues? No, of course not. But because you're healthy, you will be able to navigate every situation and every season. Catch this. Because like drama's going to show up. Yeah, because you're broken and people are broken. And that means that relationships are going to have issues. Um, so it's not about being perfect or expecting perfection from someone else. It's about being healthy enough to navigate the issue. Yeah, Jesus does not guarantee us a perfect life. But he becomes a compass that leads, guides, directs, and speaks to our specific situations and seasons. Anyone grateful for that, by the way? And so, so the, the, the more I can get this vertical relationship with Jesus right, this inward relationship with myself right, and you're going, you have a relationship with yourself? Yeah, and so do you. That's why you talk to yourself. And that's why you cuss at yourself sometimes. And that's why you talk to yourself in the mirror sometimes, yeah. And if I can get the vertical thing right and the inward thing out, it will directly affect my horizontal relationships. So this is important. This is, this is, these are the keys to healthy relationships. Let me, let me give them to you quickly. Number one, love God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your love for God is the number one key to healthy relationships. The more I love Jesus, the more I will be able to love my neighbor, period. And, it, and it's the thing that Jesus wants to empower in you. Like, Jesus is not jealous of your love for your kids or for your spouse. Let me just talk to married people really quick, because I hear preachers say things like, you know, there's people who, who are now putting you know, their family before Jesus, impossible. It's actually impossible. I, I, I can't do that because if I really love Jesus, the first place that's gonna show up is in how I treat my wife and my kids, period. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. Jesus is not dividing homes. He's uniting homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is not going to make you a bad parent. He's going to make you a good parent. He's not going to make you a bad spot. Well, the Lord told me to. No, no, the Lord's going to lead you. What God has joined together, let no man separate. And so, so, so I just say this to say he's not jealous of my love for my wife. He's actually empowering my love for my wife. <laughs> Period. So to love God, and, and when I say love God, I think what we do, because if, we're, if you're religious like me and kind of a church kid like me, you go, yeah, 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 Javen, yeah, I need to love God more. Yeah, good, I'm glad you're saying this. It's September, kind of had a crazy summer. Whoa, <laughs> gotta get back into it. I'm gonna love Jesus more, man. I'm gonna love God, I'm gonna love God. Man, I need to love God. Man, we gotta love God. Yeah. <laughs> Just need to love God more, man. That's the kind of church I grew up in. You need to love God. You don't love God. We gotta love God, you know? I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> I made it to church. You just took my tithe. I, I think I love God. I mean, I'm trying. 
We gotta love God more. We're going on a fast. Ah, you know. Relax. You don't, you don't love God by trying. Did y'all hear me? You don't love God by trying. Here's, here's how you love God. You love God by knowing how much he loves you. True love starts with acceptance. Boy, I feel like Dr. Phil right now, but I got to keep moving. First John 4, 19. First John 4, 19. We love. We love God. We love our neighbor. We even love ourselves. We love. We, my capacity to love. We love because he first loved us. Keep that scripture up for one moment. My capacity to love is limited by my revelation of how much God loves me. My capacity to love is limited by my revelation of how much God loves me. I love my, I can only love on any level if I know that he first loved me. So I'm not living a life trying to earn his love. Man, that's a terrible place to live. And by the way, if you're living your life trying to earn something from God, you'll make people earn something from you. Yeah? Yeah, so, so no, no I'm, not living, I'm not living from a place of earning. I'm loved. I'm loved whether I like it or not. Look at Ephesians 3.16. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. Here's, here's God's love. Watch it. How wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience, notice that experience. The love of God is not just a mental ascent. It's experiential. Don't be nervous by this church that we were a little emotional, a little hyped up. No, it's this. You can experience this love. Though it is too great to fully understand. It, I, don't, I don't relate to God mind to mind. I relate to God spirit to spirit. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life. With all fullness of life and power that comes from God. I love God when I know God loves me. I don't try, I receive. Okay, so what does it look like when I receive the love of God? Is it okay I'm teaching? Is that okay? Y'all with me? What does it look like when I trust his love for me? What does it look like when I understand and, and am secure in his love? Here's what, here's what it looks like to love God, John 14, 15. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. Dang, that seems like a lot. There's like almost 2,000 pages in here, dang. Okay, so let me, tell you what, let me tell you what Jesus is not saying. He is not saying, if you really love me, you'll perfectly obey the scripture all the time. That's not what he's saying. He's not even saying, if you love me, you'll obey the 613 laws of Moses. Because he would have, if he, if he would have meant that, he would have said, if you love me, you'll obey Moses. Here's what he said. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. But, but here's the deal. If you read the gospels, and I want to encourage you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I want to encourage you to read those. I want to encourage you to read those red letters. If you don't have a red letter Bible, go get you one because it's good for you. And I think it's good to even have a paper Bible, old school. Come on, somebody. But, but, but I like the red letter. And let me, let me say this. 
you're, you're, when you read the life of Jesus, you don't find a lot of thou shalt, thou shalt not. You don't find a lot of that. But what you do find is you can see and study the life of Jesus. So uh, I want to say it like this. The commands of Jesus look like the life of Jesus. What does Jesus care about? Well, how did he live? Study the life of Jesus. Jesus was humble, compassionate, kind, friendly, bold, fearless, forgiving, loving, honest. He was warm and inviting. He was holy and pure. He honored the Father. He honored authority. He was a good friend and he was a faithful son. If, if, if I want to love God, I receive his love then I learn from the person example of Jesus and the commandments that I follow is the life that Jesus lived. Like, like there's only a few things Jesus commanded us to do in scripture. Like one of them is believe in me. Don't believe in yourself. Don't put your faith in your own works. Don't put your faith in your own rights. Believe in me. Yeah. Uh, another commandment Jesus uh, made was love one another as I've loved you. Th- these, these are the co- kind of commandments. When I... When I give my life to the person of Jesus and the study of Jesus, when I saturate my life in the life of Jesus, I will begin to love Jesus. But this isn't by trying, it's by believing. I don't force it, I yield to it. I don't conform to it, I'm transformed by it. I don't earn it, I receive it. I don't look to myself, I look to him. Wow. And I go to the word, not for information, but for transformation. Yo, y'all ever met a Bible thumper that just seems to know everything, but's a jerk? Well, you know, the Bible says. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go just for information. I go for transformation. I go for impartation. Now, do I know the word? Yeah, I know the word really well, actually. But the information is kind of just what happens on accident. The real reason I go to the word is because I know me <laughs> and I need to be changed. <laughs> and I know the weight of what God's calling me into in my future and I need transformation. And I know the call that God has on this church and I need impartation. So I don't just need more knowledge I need to know Jesus. I don't just need to know about God. I need to know God and I need to love God. And that happens when I give myself, when I receive his love and I give my life back to him. Love God. And when you love God, I promise you, some of you are going, yeah, Jamin, that's, this is cool and everything, but I need help with my marriage. No, no, no. The best thing you can do for your marriage is love Jesus. Best thing you can do for to. To, to be a better parent is to love Jesus. Best, the best thing you can do to be a great friend is love Jesus. Number two. Y'all with me? Number two. Okay, we're gonna get nervous now. Buckle up, buckle up. Love yourself. Whoa. Not one amen, just like a few like, hmm. Hmm. Wait a minute. Huh? What? So, so there were two reactions when I said it. Some of you were like, yes. You just gotta love yourself. I'm enough. I'm gonna take a picture of my cellulite and tell, tell the world I'm so brave. 
And we applaud you ladies for having cellulite. It's amazing, or so, you're so brave. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> they want to get on Instagram around here? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not I'm, not, I'm not talking about this kind of self-worship that our society is dealing with right now. This selfie generation. By the way, fellas, stop. <laughs> like it's one thing for a girl to post a selfie. They're pretty, but guys like, we're done, we're done. And even worse than a selfie is the mirror pic in the bathroom with your dirty, nasty mirror, toothpaste everywhere. Like, we're done. No more. That's an 11th commandment. I'm adding it. I know the Bible says don't add to the scripture, but let me, thou shall not take mirror pics anymore, boys. Okay. So I'm not talking about this, this self-obsession that our culture deals with, this, this self-worship. See, because, so Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But then Paul warns, 2 Timothy chapter 3, people would be lovers of themselves. So I'm not talking about being in love with myself, but here's what I'm talking about. And I want, I want you to, I want you to catch this. I'm talking about a spirit led, spirit directed, healthy self image, a spirit led self image, not, not just a self love or self obsession, but a spirit led self confidence. So I'm not talking about being obsessed with myself because that will lead to pride. It will lead to selfishness. It will lead to all about me and not about others. That, I'm not, so I'm not talking about that. But I'm also definitely not talking about self-hatred. Hating yourself does not glorify Jesus. Hating yourself does not in any way help you or make you more spiritual. Putting yourself down and there's nothing about that that would help you or would glorify God. Uh, there is an epidemic of depression, of insecurity, of suicide in our nation. God wants to set you free from that, absolutely. And so, so listen to me. We're not, we're not talking about the worship of self, but we're not talking about the hatred of self. I, there has to be a middle ground that is actually healthy and that is Bible because Jesus said that there is this love for yourself. So, so what does it look like? Well, I think it looks like Matthew 16, 26. Here it is. Is anything worth more than your soul? Your soul, the real you. I'm not talking about your earth suit. I'm talking about the real you. Is anything worth more than your soul? Jesus, in the context of Matthew 16, was talking about the fact that would, would, would you trade your soul for the whole world? He said it wouldn't be worth it. In other words, your soul is worth more than all the world put together, all of the money, all of the precious metals, all of the precious stone, all of the real estate, all of the buildings, every, put it all together, your soul's worth more. Jesus says don't lose your soul over even the whole world. Because that's how valuable your soul is. Amen. Don't sell out to something that seems valuable. Your soul is so much more valuable. So a positive self-image starts with knowing how valuable I am to God. 
So how much is something worth? Uh, How do we know the worth of something? We know the worth of something by the price someone is willing to pay. Yeah? So how much is your soul worth? Well, when God purchased our salvation and our soul, he didn't use money, gold, silver, diamonds. He didn't send a prophet. He didn't, he didn't send an angel. God Almighty took on flesh and blood and purchased us with his own life. That's how valuable you are. If I could say it like this, God would look at you and say, you are worth dying for. That's what God thinks of. Anybody grateful for this? Anybody grateful? That, that's... God loves me. God's crazy about me. God's crazy about you. He loves you. And that's where I find my worth. That's where I find my self-image. That's where I find my confidence. It's a God confidence in what God has put in me and what God thinks about me. And it's such good news because when the world is, is moving and shifting and up and down and seasons come and go and there's good and there's bad, I have this constant deep rooted love that God has for me, this value that I find in what God has said about me, what God's word says about me. And that's where I find my value. That's where I find my strength. That's, I don't, I don't need, I, I like affirmation, but I don't need it. I, I, I obviously everyone wants to be loved, but I don't need it because I know who I am in Jesus. From this place, your relationships will totally move in a right direction when you know how valued you are to God. Because you're no longer dependent on one person's approval of you. Yeah. Okay. So what does it look like when I understand this? What's like the, how, do, how does it flush out in my own life? Here's, here's what it looks like, 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know? that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whom you received as a gift from God and that you are not your own property. Let me just pause for a second. See, this is, this is different than this kind of American self-love. I'm just doing me. Don't tell me what to do. I'm an adult. Don't tell me what to do with my body. It's mine. I can do what I want to do with. It's, if you're a Christian, it's not. By the way, theologically, I would even tell you If you're not a Christian, it's not even yours. It's the devil's. So you do you. No. I'm either in the kingdom of darkness or in the kingdom of his dear son. So either way, you're kind of not your own. This isn't about... I don't just do what I want to do because I'm 35. I'm a... Jesus bought me. I belong to another. I don't do what I want to do. I I do what God wants me to do. I don't judge what is good. God judges what is good, tells me what is good, and then his judgment becomes my judgment. I know know this is crazy. I know it's 2019. I ain't tripping. I know people don't hear this stuff anymore, but it's the truth. God's word, God's word is my source, not my feelings, not my intuition, not the... The voice that I'm telling myself is the Holy Spirit. No, this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is my guide. So, 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 I'm going to line it up. So, I'm not my own property. 
You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, okay, here's what, here's what real self-love looks like. Honor God with your body. Honor God and glorify God. It looks like a life of honor. Now here's the deal. If I really believe my worth to God, it will immediately define my relationships. Did y'all hear me? Um, when, when, you see, when, when you see a woman and she's being beat up by a guy and, and maybe you thought, why, why wouldn't she leave? Why, just, why wouldn't she leave? The first hit, the first, the first time he threw something, the first time he, why wouldn't she just leave and never go back? Let me, let me tell you why. And some of you, you might be there right now. It's because somewhere along the line, you believed a lie that that's what you were worth. That on some weird level, you deserved it and you couldn't do better. And so you let him do that to you and you let him abuse the kids and you, and you, and you let him control the house with fear and you, you live under that because you actually, you actually don't believe how much you're worth. But if you knew how much you were worth, now is it going to be hard to leave? Yeah. I, I want to say, hell yeah. Because it's going to be hell. Like it's going to be tough. I didn't say it, but I wanted to say it. <laughs> is it going to be, is it going to be hard to readjust the family and leave that? And is it going to be a whole absolute, is it going to be tough? Yeah. But are you worth more than that fear and oppression? Are your babies worth more? Yes. Absolutely. Is it, can we help you? Yeah. Do I have every answer? No. Can we start a process of healing? Yeah. Is it going to be very tough? Yes. But you, but you have to believe that you're worth more than that. How about, how about this one? When you really know your worth to God and you really understand self-love, it will actually release self-control in your life because you'll now honor God with your body because you're no longer just what the world tells you. You're just an animal. You're just a glorified primate and animals do what animals do. No, no, no. I was made in the image of God, purchased by the blood of Jesus. I can actually have self-control because I ain't a monkey. Hello. I am made in the image of God. See, when you really believe this, you won't just sleep with anything with two legs anymore. It's good, Javen. Thanks for telling me the truth. I don't want to hear it, but thanks for being honest. Okay, well, you're welcome. So when you get that text at 3 a.m., W-Y-D. What you doing? I wouldn't even write back. I think you should just block. That's what I think you should do. But if you're going to write back, you write back to somebody that says, I'm reading my Bible, praying in tongues. What are you doing? 
When you get the text at 2 a.m., what are you wearing? The full armor of God. Can I get a witness? I'm clothed in his righteousness. I, This, there's, this, there's this wave now, and I'm not against all dating apps, but now there's this wave of, of literally sex at a swipe. You don't even have to go on a date. You can just meet someone, hook up with them. They, they are saying that, that with online dating, it is the greatest sexual revolution in humanity since we went from tribalism to, and, and, and being nomadic to actually stopping and having societies. This is, the, this is the next greatest change in our sexuality because people don't even have to go on a date anymore. They can literally just swipe, find a person, hook up with them, and then be gone. Y'all, we have, we have removed God and it's showing up in the way we devalue each other. And the way you devalue yourself, you got to know you're worth more. You're worth more than that. You're you're beautiful to God. There's so much more for you. Don't believe the lie of culture. Don't, Don't take the sacredness out of who you are, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't take the sacredness out of sex. Don't take the sacredness out of, you are, you are deeply loved by God, valued by God, purchased by God. Wow. And so I, I love myself enough to honor God. Wow. And so I get to point number three. We got the keys come up. So I get to point number three. Uh, You love your neighbor. Because here's the reality. Y'all ready for this one? Because if you're all that in a bag of chips, and you are, so are they. Whoa. I I know you know you're awesome, but so are they. So not only do I value myself, I value them enough not to objectify them be violent towards them, try to control them, try to abuse them because they're made in the image of God too and I better not touch God's anointed. Yeah. Because some of y'all, if you're a church person, you've only heard don't touch God's anointed, you think that's about preachers. Absolutely not. It's about the body of Christ. I don't touch God's anointed. So if I can get this vertical thing healthy, and I can get this inward thing healthy, it will absolutely show up in my horizontal thing. Whoa. Love your neighbor. (sighs) By the way, just let me remind you, love is not a feeling. Love is not something you fall in and out of. Love is a daily decision to honor and celebrate who a person is created in the image of God. 
And this is challenging. By the way, it's not just challenging in our generation. It was challenging from the beginning. Jesus said, love your neighbor. The immediate response was, whoa, 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 whoa. So um, who's my neighbor? Jesus' description, the parable of the Good Samaritan, basically was your neighbor is the person that doesn't look like you who doesn't vote like you, who doesn't believe what you believe, who doesn't have the same color skin as you, who doesn't worship like you, who doesn't believe like you. That's your neighbor. <laughs> your neighbor is your opposite. And you have to learn how to love your neighbor because there's going to be times your spouse is going to be your neighbor. I mean, if you're going to be married long enough, everyone's looking at Shannon. Stop it. Look at me. You won't be married long enough. Now, you ain't gonna have no problems the first three months of marriage. Come on, somebody. You're just having sex and eating pizza and walking around naked. <laughs> but then real life happens and there's times marriages get cold. There's times you look at your spouse and go, ooh. No more. There's times that... There's, and, and, and there's times that your marriage is just on fire and it's amazing. And it's... But the way you stay married 13 years or 20 years or 40 years or is that you love your neighbor. Man, it's tough right now, but I love God and I know who I am and we're going to make it. I'm not, I'm not talking about, there, there are cases where, when it can't make it. There are times that you have to protect yourself. There's times that, that the relationship has to end. I'm, and I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just the grind of it. The, the grind of church life. There's just, there's just times where it's like, this is the greatest church in the world. This is Bethel, the house of God, where angels ascend and descend. And there's other times that it's like, I don't know. I don't feel connected. I don't feel like... I feel like the worship was off today. I feel like Jabin was staring at me. I feel like someone bit my kid. I don't know. I just, some kid pushed my kid. Someone, my kid bit some kid. I don't know. Maybe I just need to go. And, and, and you got to love your neighbor. You just got to press through. There's just times that you just go, love is a decision. Yeah. Friendship is a decision. Community is a decision. Marriage is a decision. Raising that baby, raising those babies, that's a decision. So love is patient. Love is kind. By the way, some of y'all have heard this scripture only at weddings. Paul did not write this in 1 Corinthians 13. Be like, yo, for all the weddings, uh, this is everyday life. Love is patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Uh, It's not proud doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking in it. It's not easily angered. Keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, help us, Lord Jesus, help us. All the married people said, amen. Help us. Jesus, verse six. Love does not, it doesn't delight in evil. I don't want you to lose. I want you to lose. I want you to win. If I really love my neighbor, I don't want you to lose. Now, we may not be BFFs, but I don't want you to lose. Yeah? 
We may not be homies, but I want you to win. I can't even say I believe that one yet, but I'm trying. Oh, too real. Okay, sorry. I love when I get real up here and you all go, oh. Love rejoices in the truth. Love always protects. Man, this is a, this is a marriage saver. Verse 7 is a, it protects. Cover. Cover your spouse, man. Don't tease your wife, bro. Don't get at a table around, around a table with other people and start, yeah, yeah, man, she always. Don't do that kind of stuff. Ladies, honor your man. Protect him in public. Yeah, he never helps around the house. I'll tell you what, we got to. Don't do that. We need, we need to feel, we need to feel special. Now, if you got a lie, tell little Rahab lie. Y'all know Rahab? She's like, there ain't no spies in here. It's a little, it's a little homegirl had to protect. Sometimes you just got to. Speak to the potential of your man and not to where he currently is. I'm not talking about being fake. Some of y'all offended. David's saying the lie. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, protect, man. Show love. Don't, don't tear down your, your spouse. Don't tear down your kids. Don't tear down your friends. Don't, don't tease. I find that, that teasing is the language of the insecure. speak life over people someone someone walks into church ladies and they look good don't be catty oh you got uh, new shoes again <laughs> oh you got your hair done again wow it must be nice huh? celebrate your friends girl you look so good watch you working it. Celebrate. Celebrate. And dudes, don't just make fun of each other. I just, I'm over it. Love protects. God forbid people don't feel protected when they come to church. Love trusts. Love hopes. Love perseveres. Love never fails. That's, that's the kind of church I want. That's the kind of church I want to go to. That's the kind of church I want to go to. Wow. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So, Father, I'm asking you to help us to love. Because love never fails and, and we, need, we need it. And we yield to it. We're not going to force it or try. We're not going to try to do this in the flesh. We are yielding to the beautiful love of Jesus. May, may this church, may City Light be known as the safest place in our city. <sighs> wow. Everybody's welcome. Anybody can show up. May we be that kind of people. I pray that this church would not be known for music, preaching, lights, great ministries, great services I pray that when people think about City Light they would go I feel the love of Jesus that's what I want because only love never fails prophecy it will cease tongues it will cease 
the gifts of the Spirit, they will cease. But these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So would we be a house of love and a house of hope? Holy Spirit, whatever we need to take from this word today, help us to do it. Give us the courage to do it. Give us the courage to um, reconcile the relationships that need reconciliation. Give us the courage to walk away if we need to walk away. But in all things, may we love. May unforgiveness, bitterness, and hatred be broken off of our hearts now. That's my prayer, Lord. That's my prayer. Jesus. Just receive for a moment. Lift your hands for one moment. Just receive the love. of He loves you so much. I want you to whisper a prayer to the Lord in your, in your own way. I just want you to say, Jesus, I receive your love. Just tell him that right now. Jesus, I receive your love. I receive your love. I receive your love. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy of all praise. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our if you don't know this song, just lift your hands, just receive. I'm telling you, the love of Jesus is falling like rain right now. We give you Yeah.